स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन यू बाई एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एवरी वन आई एम मॉलिक फ्रॉम मिंट पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम इन टूडेज एपिसोड ऑफ वाई नॉट मिंट मनी आई बी स्पीकिंग विद मोहित मेहरा हु इज हेड ऑफ आई पी एट जरोदा अबाउट हाउ वन कैन ट्रांसफर शेयर फ्रॉम वन डी मैट अकाउंट टू अनादर how is this process is it online or does it have to be done physically what are the costs involved and how much time can it take let's hear it from mohit hi welcome to why not mint money a person finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hi mohit welcome to the why not mint money podcast hey hi bolik uh so mohit uh, can you explain to us like what are the different ways in which you can transfer shares from one dmat account to another and uh, is this like a physical or an online uh, process so uh, even before we like dive into it there are two types of transactions you do when you transfer shares the first okay. type is when you like transfer shares for your trades and exchange and that's called a on market transaction and then okay. the second type is when you like you asked want to transfer shares offline you are referring to a off market transaction now when you're doing an off market transaction first of all you need to know who you're sending this transaction instruction to is sending this to your depository participant who is the conduit between you and your depository the depository is where your demat account is meant okay there are two large buckets in which you can like classify these modes of transferring out shares one you use an online method of doing an off market transaction second you do an offline method of doing an off market transaction the offline method of doing an off market transaction is essentially like you writing a check for your bank account so when you write a check for your bank account you write the amount that you're transferring you mention the person you're transferring it to and you sign there so that the bank knows you've authenticated the uh, transaction similarly when you are sending out shares to uh, somebody you are sending a delivery instruction slip to your depository participant to your dp who mm-hmm. like i mentioned earlier is the conduit between you and the depository now the depository participant will check a few things they'll check who you want to send the transaction out to they'll check what shares you want to send out the quantity and finally they'll check if your authorization is as per their records so if you've signed exactly like you have signed initially when you opened the account with them. and okay. as soon as you give this instruction to your depository participant they'll process it like the bank processes your check it will go through the person at the other end they will receive the shares in their demat account okay how does it work like online so the process itself is the same now the one thing that's changing is mm-hmm. how you're authenticating the transaction so okay. uh, when you define who you want to send the shares out to that definition is still required when you're sending the shares online when you define what shares you want to send out even that is required from you online that instruction is required but when you are uh, physically filling up this form you are signing your signature but when you are sending an online instruction the mode of authentication is through an otp 
so that's one the other one would be if you're using one of the facilities that the depository has directly for the dmat holders then uh, again you're using an otp but here you're first logging into the depository's platform to initiate the transaction okay so uh, for example i went through the zeroda website itself like zeroda there are also one or two other uh, stock brokers too that have this option so one option is where you can transfer online directly via your dmat account the other option like you mentioned that uh, you know you can log on to the relevant depository so for example if you have a dmat account with cdsl the cdsl easiest system is there so what exactly is the difference between when you do an online transfer of shares through your dmat account with a stock broker directly versus say going to a cdsl or a nsdl so in both scenarios you're doing the transaction through a dmat account in the first scenario what is happening is your stock broker and generally nowadays all stock brokers are also your depository participants as well they are executing the transaction on your behalf by collecting the instruction from you on the other hand uh, if you are directly using the facility that cdsl or nsdl have to offer you are bypassing the depository participant to place the instruction and okay. end of day they will only have to authorize it but mm-hmm. you're placing the instruction on the depository's platform so you can think of this as the difference between using a net banking portal or using let's say a, a upi app the upi app is an intermediary which is not the bank but you are sending your instruction there as opposed to when you are using a net banking portal you are directly placing your instruction at the bank and that's the only difference you might have one preference over the other but the actual transaction that executes is the same and it happens both on your dmat account even if you do it directly through the depository Okay, and is there like a difference in terms of? So I checked out the CDSL easiest system. So there is an option where you can transfer to another CDSL DMAT account, but they also have this facility where you can also transfer to an NSDL account. So basically, an interdepository transfer. So right. when you're doing it through your broker's DMAT account, are there conditions in terms of that you can only do an intradepository transfer, or uh, you know, or it works same in a similar fashion? So regardless of which broker you place your transactions through and i'm using the word broker and dp interchangeably because i'm assuming your broker is your depository participant the underlying infrastructure is the same for everybody so okay. all the intermediaries um, have the same base infrastructure available to them now due to certain limitations at one broker or the other they might not be able to offer all the services but largely these services are can be bucketed into these two categories and the online and the offline one the offline one uh, is just the dis web and the online one would be through the brokers platform and the uh, the other one would be through through the depository's own platform so end of day the difference in terms of transferring out shares would just be in terms of what is more convenient for you so let's say you are an active trader and uh, you you work with one of the stock brokers who have a physical office and okay. uh, you are there physically at the office every day because you're trading from there now mm-hmm. maybe you have the uh, delivery instruction slip right in front of you your broker is right in front of you you sign it give it to him maybe that's the easiest way for you uh, if that seems to be more convenient 
the end transaction is the same you'll do it that way however if you're doing it through your phone if you're doing it online if you're not sitting with your broker and you might take some time to send the instruction to them this way you'll pick the way which is more most convenient for you the mode opted for to transfer the shares out would be picked by somebody like you or me based just on the convenience but you can do it for cdsl to cdsl transfers you can do it for cdsl to nsdl transfers that that all of that is available to all investors okay and do you think that uh, this facility of online transfer is like offered only by a few select brokers and a lot of the traditional brokers still uh, follow the physical process it depends on the technical feasibility at the broker's end so if a broker does not have a tech department and uh, they're not able to build certain systems which they might need to let's say employ the edis route then it won't be available in some mechanism by some firm they'll always have the facility to transfer shares out made available but in terms of what is convenient for their customers i guess this could change okay also there is something called as a client master report so just wanted to understand one where do you get it from and do all kinds of transfers require this or is it only when you are transferring uh, shares from uh, you know your one dmat account with a particular broker to your own dmat account to another broker that you know you will be asked for this uh, cmr so the client master report is essentially the details of your dmat account so the details it contains is what address what name what uh dmat account number is mapped to your account and mm-hmm. all of these details on like a single sort of piece of paper are made available to the transferer so if the uh, broker that you are transferring shares out from they mm-hmm. uh, they are doing it uh, to a certain let's say dmat account they'll ask you for it because it makes sure that the details are correct uh, that way the risk of transferring shares out to a dmat account which has been incorrectly entered is reduced yeah mm-hmm. so i'll give you an example so if you are tra- transferring money to somebody and mm-hmm. uh, you make a mistake in the bank account number that you used so right now there's no process for a net banking system to take let's say a, a report from you that would authenticate that this is the right person to transfer money out to some details the bank will take they'll take the name of the person you're transferring it out to they'll take the type of account and depending from bank to bank there might be some validations that they might be doing so similarly because it's more feasible to do it at a dmat level to check what account the shares are being transferred to the cmr is collected from the transferor and how much time does it take for you know a transfer of shares to go through like both through the physical route and the online route so both of them uh, they are going to end up at the same process with the depository part- participant <clears throat> the process would be for the dp to like enter the transaction details into the depository system mm-hmm. and uh, now entering the transaction details technically from a technical standpoint it doesn't take time but uh, you cannot run this process all the time so what you would be doing as a broker as a depository participant you would have these processes being run in batches so 
once a day for any sort of an offline transfer seems adequate because there's no hurry generally to send the shares out uh, mm-hmm. in the next minute these are not like live market transactions where uh, the price keeps changing uh, right. so when you've decided that you want to sh- transfer the shares out you give the instruction same day usually if you do it within market hours the instruction given uh, the transaction will be processed okay and uh, like what wh- what are the charges involved uh, in these uh, share transfer uh, transactions so uh, if you're transferring the shares out without a consideration one mm-hmm. thing that you're not paying for is the stamp duty uh, okay. however uh, even in this scenario because you're using the services of your depository participant you're paying them some fee to uh, act on the instruction now this can change from broker to broker uh with uh, with us it's 25 rupees or three basis points whichever it is and that's per isin so uh, every time you like place an instruction the mm-hmm. instruction might have one share or two shares or three shares now if it has three different shares regardless of the quantity you get mm-hmm. charged at this pricing now with another broker you might have like a different pricing but that depends on uh, what uh, account opening agreement you have with them what was the pricing when you opened the account what was the pricing uh, that they've offered to you um, on the other hand if you're making a transfer for consideration let's say uh, i have a security that i want to transfer to you and mm-hmm. i want to take money from you to make this transfer uh, i will have to pay stamp duty on this because uh, when i make the transfer the transferer which is me is obligated to to be the standard um so mohit i had uh, one last question uh, so one you have a situation where you do like a pure transfer of shares between dmart accounts the other is what you call a closer closure come transfer so you basically close your uh, one dmart account and you transfer all your holdings to another dmart account so i wanted to understand that uh, can closure come transfer also be done uh, online uh because uh, from what i understand the cdsl easiest system allows you to uh, do a share transfer request online but you can't do a closure come transfer uh, online through cdsl uh, easiest so uh, how, how does that work then so so uh, your stock broker always has the option of accepting the closure come transfer form online if it's digitally signed so as long as uh you're sharing the form with the correct details you've signed it you have filled up uh, everything that you need to all your obligations with the with your stock broker are settled uh the the form you don't physically have to send it if you, your broker is allow, allowing for it now not every broker might have the facility available uh mm-hmm. and not everybody might have it on the platform itself so currently at zeroda we have the facility to accept the closure come transfer forms online but we take it over an email so you can uh, give us the form you can digitally sign it you can give us the cmr where you are transferring the shares out to digitally sign it and we'll accept it the feature of having it integrated into the platform so it's more seamless uh, we are building out so currently on the platform itself you can close your account but in case you want to do this additional closure come transfer a facility then you'll have to use that email bit so it's slightly like a bigger like leg to process but uh, in terms of can you do it remotely 
the answer would be yes now even if the dmat holder is not able mm-hmm. to uh, transfer the shares online because their broker doesn't offer it um, if they think it's prudent for them uh, let's say taxation wise uh, to sell their holdings uh, that'll be an easy way to like uh, close their account online then again like depending upon whether their stock broker is accepting it they can always share, sell the shares uh, and mm-hmm. get the money in the trading account settle that back to their bank account that is anyhow an online process and then they can close this account with no shares and then buy the shares in the uh, new account that they have now the only problem with this is like i was trying to indicate earlier the tax ramifications of selling and buying again so right. if the tax event is going to be large you would not be uh, wanting to uh, do the transaction and there would be certain cases where you cannot even sell because your shares are locked in in case you have elss uh, scheme investments or in case you have any other securities which are locked into your dmat account uh, okay. this option to do the closure come transfer is the only one that you can take okay got it sure um so uh, mohit that's about it uh, thanks so much for sharing all this information and thanks a lot for uh, taking out the time to talk to us no it was a pleasure any day sure so listeners that's it for now thanks for tuning in if you have any personal finance questions you can email them to us at mintmoney@livemint.com or you can reach out to me on twitter my twitter handle is @molik_madhu that is M-A-U-L-I-K underscore M-A-D-H-U. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.